Welcome to A Little Too Quiet. It's the Ferndale Library podcast brought to you by the friends of the Ferndale Library. My name is Jeff Milo and joining me on the podcast today is New York Times bestselling author CJ Box, creator of the Joe Pickett series, as well as the Cassie DeWell novels. CJ Box has written more than 30 novels and has won several awards and is perhaps best known right now for his Joe Pickett series about Wyoming game warden Joe Pickett, who has been the protagonist in more than 20 novels now, starting with Open Season way back in 2001. Over the years, Joe has taken on environmental terrorists, rogue federal land managers, animal mutilators, crazed cowboy hitmen, corrupt bureaucrats, homicidal animal rights advocates, and violent dysfunctional families. In the latest Stormwatch, Joe Pickett is investigating a mysterious death at a secret remote high-tech facility in the midst of a horrendous snowstorm that is coming down around Saddle String, Wyoming. We pick up this book when Joe is in the middle of hunting down a wounded elk on his district, but he finds what looks to be an abandoned vehicle, only there is a dead body inside of it. Turns out to be a missing Wyoming professor. But when he attempts to learn more about this, his investigation is obstructed by federal agents and extremists and an adversarial new governor. Meanwhile, Joe's friend, Nate Romanowski, is rebuilding his falconry company and financing this through crypto mining, which we get into. We talk about this in our interview about cryptocurrency, but Nate is approached by this shadowy group of local militant activists and that is uh, gaining in power and influence and demanding that Wyoming join other western states and secede from the Union by force if necessary. And as the storm of uh, peril is gathering around them, Joe and Nate confront it in different ways and maybe for the first time on opposite sides. And that's where the tension really begins in CJ Box's latest Stormwatch in the Joe Pickett series. Amongst the awards that CJ has won over the years, he's also executive producer on ABC's Big Sky, which is based on his Cassie Duell novels and is also the executive producer on the Paramount TV's Joe Pickett series. So we start off talking about snow, but then we get into crypto mining and what that means for Joe Pickett. Here's our interview with CJ Box. Hello. How, how goes it? Good. Um, we have a ton of snow here. I had to walk through like knee-deep snow to get to my office which is in the top of a barn but uh so far so good we had an ice storm over here which i almost feel is sometimes worse uh it's trickier where is that uh we're just north of detroit oh okay yeah yeah i, I think ice storm i i would rather have knee-deep snow than ice storms well <laughs> Let's start there. I was curious to hear, like, did you draw from personal experience anecdotally in terms of the uh, storm that you literally put Joe through in this book? Absolutely, I did. Um, I started writing it last year in January um, where we live in a little on a little ranch. And uh, I was going out with my skid steer daily and plowing our road so we could get back and forth, getting the skid steer stuck. <laughs> taking truck out and pulling out the skid steer getting the truck stuck so um some of the things that happened to joe in this book were happening daily to me while i was writing it and uh we've got another winter like that even worse than last year going on so um i you know i'm close to the subject matter <laughs> <laughs> was i mean uh forgive me was this one of the first times you'd really put joe knee deep or even waist deep in snow no after all these there books I, I, you know what? I, for some reason, strange, weird reason, I really like writing about uh, 
putting Joe in extreme weather in the in the mountains. That's his office. I, uh, yeah, I think just to uh, may, may, maybe cre- you know create more tension than there already is. Just make it uh, the atmosphere so that it's it's hard to get around. It's getting stuck all the time. Everybody is. But there's things still going on, but um, it's hard to get from place to place, hard to communicate sometimes. And I think that just that uh, kind of narrows the field of vision down to a small area where everybody's dealing with these outside elements. Sure. But doing what they're doing. Sure. I was just thinking like some people, uh, the copier jams or sometimes cops have paperwork, but this is Joe's office. Right. So that's right. He's outside every day. Uh, I was curious to hear about, um, you know, just where the where the ideas for this book came from, because there are a lot of interweaving plot lines and a lot of different things going on. And I just makes me wonder after all these books so far, how you come up with all the sorts of trouble that you're going to get Joe into. I almost wonder if you have like a cork board. It seems like there's a lot to manage there, a lot on the table. Well, you know, that's that's kind of become my method over the years is to start every book with two or three um, themes that maybe not interrelated, but are just simply things I'm interested in. I might hear about in the post office, in the grocery store, um, things I read about, things you talk about around a campfire while hunting. And and there, and then I, I sit down with those three or four themes. I research the heck out of them. I find people who are experts in their fields. Like I, I, very, I knew very little about cryptocurrency mining right. before this book. Um, and then I do the research and then I kind of do a bullet point outline. And the way I always look at it is how can I pull a reader through this subject matter in a page turning way? And that's how they connect. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, the crypto mining part of the book came about um, several years ago while I was elk hunting in Wyoming. And I looked down a mountain valley and saw a little like high tech facility about the size of a little house trailer with no power lines leading to it and mm-hmm. thought what in the hell is that and it turned out um it was a crypto mine um entrepreneurs have figured out how to uh put these facilities on top of old oil and gas wells and fill them with computers and run them hot and um you know crypto mine take little percentages of, of each transaction. What few people realize is how much energy is required to do that. Everything about crypto is energy. And um, so I, I always find that juxtaposition interesting that sometimes the same people who are um, very much um, maybe environmental activists also love crypto, but the crypto I, I saw a statistic that mining crypto equals the amount of electricity produced or uh, taken by all appliances in America. So that's interesting to me. It is interesting. And here's what you successfully did in the book is that you made it interesting in a in a in a novel thriller format. But I personally think that if you just tell me, oh, a big building where there's a lot of hot computers running, I don't know how you make that interesting, but you did. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks. I appreciate that. Uh, tell me about, so tell me about Joe. If, would would it be accurate or, or way off base to say that that um, one may or may not describe Joe as being a little old school? Oh, yeah, definitely. Because um, I feel like this book kind of throws that into sharp relief. Joe's coming up against this techno future situation. 
Right. That's exactly right. Joe has always been a little old school. He's been dragged into technology by his daughters, <laughs> yeah. uh, kicking and screaming. And I think at one point he, he they're texting him and he he refuses to do emojis. He will never do that. <laughs> Um, and over the years, that he, he's he's been pretty slow to embrace new technologies, but he has to. Um, I think that's like a lot of people, including me. Um, but and I think it makes him a little more realistic that he's not a he's not technically savvy in a lot of ways. Right. I talk about. I mean, this is a question you've probably answered a lot, but like now looking back on all these books, and especially having old school Joe come up against this this you know strange new techno future and all these like obscure crypto minings, you know, it 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 seems like you. What kind of this is a broad question, CJ? I'm sorry. What kind of character? What kind of protagonist were you really trying to to create when you created Joe? Because clearly it isn't it isn't the Sherlock Holmes know it all, and it isn't. Uh, a super confident, swaggering person. Um, so I think that, I don't know, I think this book really effectively kind of told me a lot about Joe in a lot of ways. Did you find Good. that happening while you were writing it? Um, a little bit, yeah. Since the very beginning, um, I never, I, well, once, you know, I, know, I was never planning a series. I was never, I never sat down and thought, you know, the world's waiting for a Wyoming game warden series <laughs> out there. Um, it just happened. The publisher wanted more books based on the first one open season, and it's developed that way. But since the very first one, I did want a protagonist who was not, who was almost, um, uh, you know, anti-crime uh, novel protagonist in that he's he's a state employee, he's in, devoted to his family, devoted to his job. Um, loves being outside, feels guilty that he can't make enough money to really take care of his family the way he should, um, and has everyday problems, money problems, he makes mistakes. Um, I think that he's understandable for a lot of readers, but the dirty little secret is I think it make it, it increases the tension when you know that Joe is not just going to beat everybody up or outshoot anybody. Um, his His main attribute is but basically his doggedness, mm -hmm. not his brilliance or um, his violence. Right. Right. It's kind of like the uh, that's what I this is a tangent, but that's kind of like Indiana Jones. He gets punched in the face sometimes. That's what yeah. brings him down to our. Um, uh, but uh, no, but like talk about like the, what again, the what I found so interesting about this book is that, oh, we don't really suspect crypto mining to perhaps be going on like you think crypto and all this stuff and you probably think big city or you think the coast and you do this book did find us exploring that tension between uh middle middle america and the four corner states etc versus the coastal elites and there's this sort of this political tension that comes in that i'm excited for readers to kind of dig into can you talk about developing that idea and i guess the balance you had to have as a narrator because you do you really make uh you, you're not taking any side in all this and you're presenting these characters really frankly and forthrightly. Can you talk about that? Thank you. I, I try to do that. I, I, I want to recognize when I'm writing, cause I am writing about a current, um, you know, what's going on currently, um, in Wyoming, in the mountain West and in, in an accurate way. And there's no way to do that with that and ignore the fact that, um, there's all these undercurrents, um, it, they all kind of come from the fact that Wyoming as a Wyoming is the size of France, 
Um, but half of the state is owned and managed by federal government agencies, meaning um, the economy, uh, everybody's way of life, um, the direction that the state is going, all has to do with people who are appointed by Washington as opposed to elected by locals. So there is a natural conflict there. Um, it ebbs and flows over the years. I've written about it for years. Um, and it's recognized here. I mean, uh, you don't hear about the succession movement all the time, but you do when, for example, um, the oil and gas industry is an, a villain again, which it is now. And there's a lot of people involved in that profession and there's a lot of people out of work and they get bitter about that. Um, so I want to I want to be able to uh, describe that in an accurate way without making agenda books. I'm not I, I'm not trying to convince anybody of anybody of a point of view, but I do like to introduce both sides of every topic that I that I cover, and I trust the readers to come down where they may. And I often hear from readers who aren't in the middle of all this public land and um, different kind of disputes that they didn't realize this happened in the United States. Right. Um, you live in a place without a lot of public land and federal employees telling everyone what to do. That's foreign. Mm -hmm. Something about Joe again, though, is that he, you know, we're talking about how he's kind of humble, but he's also not a pushover. And there are uh, more than a few characters in here who are really pushing against him and block him out and possibly, uh, they possibly really don't really don't like him at all. And yes. uh, but one of my favorite things about reading these books, and I, I'm really curious to hear what your favorite thing is, is the um, the, the the team that Joe kind of has. He has his family. He has his friends. He has like people he can really confide in people who can maybe advise him on things before he makes any brash decisions. Those are some of my favorite parts of the books because there's a lot of tension. Joe gets into all these um, confrontations, but he has that uh, team and his family and his friends to kind of like bounce ideas off of. So that's been my favorite thing as you've written Joe, has that been one of your favorite things or is it something else entirely? No, I, um, this book is a little different. Yeah. Um, from previous ones, all those characters are always there. The family, right. Nate Romanowski, all those. This is the first time they've all come together as a team. And that's because of the circumstances that are going on in the book. And that's something I'm particularly proud of with this one and happy with that was very hard to do was um, to basically build this team and then have an ending that I thought of as kind of like a godfather ending where everybody's involved, every thread gets resolved, every all, every problem gets solved all at once. Right. Um, and it was fun to write and kind of exhilarating because I've always wanted to try to do that. I know, but how rewarding though, you've been able to build these characters like you it's one thing to say that I wasn't I wasn't sure it was going to be a series or I didn't intend to be a series, but isn't that kind of, it, I think the word you used was exhilarating to have a set up these characters so that you now you can do these kinds of things. It did. It felt like the ending of a suspenseful action movie as any, as any of your novels should. <laughs> well, thank you. Um, the more characters, the harder in some ways, because there's just so many balls in the air. Right. But. Uh, at the same time, if if uh, I think 
I've gotten to know the characters. I know their characteristics. Readers certainly do. They know kind of what to expect or what could happen Mm -hmm. based on like Nate Romanowski's propensity for violence and um, put that all into a mix. And I think it's, it's a lot of fun. And uh, and Mary Beth is sort of like in the the man in the chair sort of role, uh, helping out from the library, which we love. To she's see. always she's always the smartest one in every book. Yeah. <laughs> uh, CJ, thank you so much for joining us on this podcast to talk about this new book, and it's fantastic. Uh, so, congrats on Stormwatch. Thank you very much. This was fun. Appreciate take, it. Take care. You too. Bye. And that was our interview with C.J. Box, award-winning New York Times best-selling author of the Joe Pickett series. Stormwatch is his latest, and it is out on Tuesday, February 28th. Thanks for listening to another episode of A Little Too Quiet. It's the Ferndale Library podcast. It's brought to you by the friends of the Ferndale Library. Big thanks, as always, to John Duffy for giving us music to open and close the show. Remember that if you want to support this podcast, you could go to ferndalefriends.org, but remember also to rate, review, and subscribe. We'll be back next week with more. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.